0: Back to another Thursday bonus episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast that's determined to keep the Christmas spirit alive 365 days per year. I'm Anthony. So, first of all, I want to thank all of you who are following along with the weekly installments of another Christmas story. And those of you who are saving up the episodes and planning on binging it when you have a backlog of chapters to listen to at once. I really appreciate it as a writer it's always a thrill to get my writing out there so thanks for supporting me this way i've received tons of awesome feedback from y'all which i appreciate and i hope you all keep it coming there's just one piece of housekeeping i wanted to do before we get to chapter two last week i told you all that tom would be reading this week's installment however i got confused with my scheduling and he'll actually be reading next week's chapter chapter three but never fear, our very own Julia, everyone's favorite elf with the best voice, will be reading today's chapter, chapter two, to you all, and reintroduce you guys to what Joey's up to in the present, ten years after his Christmas Eve blowout with Merry Holiday. So with that, I'll hand it over to Julia. Enjoy!
1: Hey, this is Julia from Tis the Podcast the podcast dedicated to keeping the Christmas spirit alive 365 days a year. If you want to check us out, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to talk to us on any of the social medias, you can find us at tisthepodcast.com backslash Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Facebook group, Reddit, um, come strike up a conversation with Tom, Anthony, and myself. We would really love it. Chapter 2: Christmas. Baby, please come home. December 23rd, 3:30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. It didn't feel like Christmas. Even though we'd been living out in California for 6 years now, Joseph Nazario still couldn't get used to the fact that it rarely dropped below 70 degrees at its coldest. Indeed, this particular day it was 80 degrees outside. It very rarely felt like Christmas, which bothered him since Christmas was still his favorite time of year. That's why he was excited to be flying back to New York to spend the holidays with his family for the first time since he had moved across the country, even though at the same time he was dreading it for various reasons. There was, after all, a pretty unpleasant change that had occurred in his life since the last time he'd seen his parents. Shaking his head, As though to clear it of unwanted thoughts he could feel creeping in, Joey grabbed a pile of rolled-up socks that were lying on his bed and threw them in the half-packed carry-on suitcase laying open on the ground at his feet. Out of the corner of his eye, he saw an image of the Manhattan skyline flash across the TV mounted on the wall directly across from the bed. As a reporter appeared in front of the image, Joey hurried to grab the remote control in order to turn up the volume and hear what the man was saying over the loud hum of his air conditioning and the muffled sounds of L.A. traffic that could be heard through his closed bedroom window. It looks like New York is in for a white and extremely congested Christmas this year, the newscaster was saying. Not only does it look like winter storm Elsa is poised to dump up to four feet of snow on top of the five boroughs in the Hudson Valley, but the traffic delays are sure to be made worse when a very few special guests descend upon the city this Christmas Eve. We're not talking about Santa and his elves, but the President of the United States, The White House confirmed today, via brand new Chief of Staff Anna Dreyfus, that President Williams will be flying in town tomorrow to entertain the Prime Ministers of Canada and England, Nathan Dubois and Matilda Richardson. Given how much tensions are increasing with Russia, however, the White House did face some pushback regarding the timing of the trip. Take a look how the President's Chief of Staff responded. Footage of Anna Dreyfus holding a press briefing earlier that morning began to play on the television screen at that moment, replacing the image of the New York skyline. As far as I'm aware, and again, this is my first day on the job, but but I've been informed this is a purely social visit. The president, like all world leaders who celebrate, will be taking a vacation for Christmas, just as everyone who's ever held office prior to her always did as well. Please remember that a vacation for a president is never truly a vacation. She'll still get her daily briefings and deal with problems, both at home and abroad, as they arise in the same way she would were she behind the resolute desk in the Oval Office. So, frankly, I see no problem with the timing of this social visit. The newscaster reappeared on the screen at that moment, once again standing in front of the Manhattan skyline, now holding a piece of paper in his hands. The press officer further elaborated on this social trip in an official statement released about an hour ago. He stared down at the piece of paper and read, Prime Ministers Dubois and Richardson have brought up to the president multiple times, individually in passing, that they've always wanted to experience a traditional Christmas in New York City, As England and Canada are two of our oldest, closest allies, President Williams thought it would be a nice gesture to oblige them and give them a presidential tour of Manhattan this Christmas Eve. Though we at the White House are of course closely working with the appropriate agencies in monitoring Winter Storm Elsa, the President is glad that she'll be able to show her foreign counterparts not just what New York at Christmas time is like, but what a white Christmas in the city that never sleeps is like to boot the newscaster lowered the piece of paper and stared into the camera again with a bemused smile on his face. Naturally, this statement isn't doing much to lower raised eyebrows over this hastily arranged gathering, but perhaps those who are questioning the timing of this social outing, given America's increasingly icy cold war with the Kremlin, can find some reassurance in what else Anna Dreyfus said later on in today's press briefing. Footage of that morning's presser replaced the newscaster once again though this time Anna looked much more frazzled as she sternly addressed a reporter's concerns. "'I'm going to stop you right there and ask you to consider whether or not any social visits between world leaders are ever purely social.' "'Ever purely social,' the newscaster repeated with a shrug and a wide grin, as he appeared yet again, still in front of the Manhattan skyline. "'Joey?' The man jumped up in surprise as he heard the front door of the apartment slam shut so startled that he sloppily dropped a pile of jeans he was about to gently lower into his open suitcase on the floor, rather than place them nicely within. Uh, in the bedroom, he called loudly to his girlfriend as he turned back to the television in time to catch the end of the newscaster's report. Whatever the real reason for the president's one-day vacation in Manhattan with two of her foreign counterparts, one thing is for certain Between their presence and the arrival of winter storm Elsa, it's going to be one congested, traffic-filled Christmas Eve for New Yorkers. My advice for them? Get an early start tomorrow morning to get where you need to be for the holidays with plenty of time to spare. Shaking his head, Joey turned off the television and his fiancée, Liliana Capello, entered the bedroom. Italian like himself, she had olive-toned skin, long dark hair, and beautiful green eyes. Having just gotten home from work, she was currently wearing a long gray shirt and matching blazer over a purple blouse. How was your day? He asked, after giving her a swift peck on the lips. Oh, you know, Liliana gave a half-hearted shrug as she threw a quick glance at Joey's half-packed suitcase. How was yours? Did you manage to get any more job applications in? Uh, not exactly. Joey admitted guiltily as he picked up a pile of folded shirts off the bed and placed them into a suitcase. But I did come up with a new idea for a novel. He slammed the lid of his suitcase shut and began to zip it closed. So I started to do some preliminary outlining on that. He stood his suitcase up and patted the top of it, satisfied with himself. "'Did you ever send out the novel you already completed?' Liliana asked, a hint of annoyed exasperation evident in her voice now. "'You know, the one you were finally able to finish after you got fired six months ago?' "'You know, I was going to,' Joey began. But when I started to edit it, I realized I didn't like the concept enough to actually finish polishing it up and getting it out to the publishers.' This new idea, though, this is the one. It's about a man who dies and is bestowed with the mantle of the Grim Reaper, so he's forced to claim the lives of others. Naturally, this presents a dilemma for him, when what? what's wrong? He noticed the weary expression on his girlfriend's face as her eyes darted towards his packed suitcase again. Nothing, Lily forced a smile onto her face. Tell me more about your book. Lil, Joey tilted his head to his side in order to observe the woman more closely. Lily, he took a step closer to her. I can tell when you're preoccupied and not interested. Did something happen at work? Well, yes, actually. It's just that, well, I was made a partner today, she admitted shyly. Joey blinked in surprise, taken aback by the unexpected news. Once he got past the initial shock, however, a huge smile spread across his face. That's amazing! He engulfed his fiancée in a tight hug before planting a passionate kiss on her lips. Congratulations! Thanks! Liliana flashed her boyfriend a contented smile after letting out a small sigh of relief. It's pretty huge news. Pretty huge, Joey repeated. It's enormous. Tell me everything. What exactly does... Being a partner entails I assume it comes with a raise. A big one, Liliana replied eagerly, her smile widening. I'll finally be able to handle some of our bigger clients, more recognizable musical artists and A-list movie stars, and they'll be renaming the agency to include my name. So it's changing from the Emanuel Piven Gold Agency to the Emanuel Piven Gold Capello Agency, the EPGC. I'm so happy for you. Joey planted another kiss on Liliana's lips, which she half-heartedly returned before glancing at his suitcase again. Noticing her glance, he backed away from the woman and smiled. You better get packing. Flight leaves at 10 tonight. We get into New York about 7.30 in the morning. You're seriously going to love it. There is no place in the world that does Christmas better. The snow, the lights, the tree. We can even celebrate your big news when we get there make a reservation at a fancy restaurant with water views, maybe even book a room at the plaza for the night. What do you think?" Liliana fiddled with her engagement ring, glancing down at the tiny diamond that Joey could barely afford, as her fiancé pulled a second suitcase from the bedroom closet. Joey, I need to talk to you about something. But the man didn't appear to hear her, for as he threw the empty suitcase onto the bed, he kept talking, as though he had not been interrupted. So here's a game plan. Once we land, we're gonna take a shuttle to Midtown and meet Ryan outside of the office building so he can hold on to our luggage for the day, which we'll spend touring the island and seeing the sights until he gets off work. He's going to drive us to Bayside tomorrow night. It just makes more sense to hitch a ride with him for free than paying for a car inconveniencing my parents. I mean, He's heading that way anyways. Plus by the time he gets off work, the president and her visitors will hopefully have already left the city so we won't have as much traffic to deal with. Joey, my parents can't wait to see you. They're gonna be thrilled to hear about your promotion. Who knows, maybe if I'm lucky, it'll help to offset how they'll feel when they find out that I've hidden from them the fact that I have been out of work for half a year. Liliana's face darkened at the words, but Joey didn't appear to notice. Did you tell your parents your news yet? I bet they were- Joseph! Liliana snapped forcefully, finally managing to get Joey to shut up as he registered the use of his full name. Can we just- I need to talk to you about something. She perched herself on the edge of the bed, still fiddling with her engagement ring as Joey blinked at her, looking so confused that she couldn't help but pity him. What's wrong? He asked perching himself beside her on the bed and placing a reassuring hand on her knee. For someone who was just made partner at their talent agency, you sure seem depressed. It's just... Liliana took a deep breath and stared down at her knees, gently removing Joey's hand from them, unable to look the man in the eye. This isn't easy for me to say, but I think, I think we should, you know... She looked up at her fiancé, hoping he'd finish the thought for her to spare her from needing to say it out loud herself. But when Joey continued to stare at her, perplexed, it became clear she would need to grit her teeth and do it. So in an attempt to get it over with, she said quickly, I think we should break up. What? Joey blinked, not registering what the woman had said. Liliana waited silently, unwilling to clarify, for she knew the man would get there himself eventually. It took him a few moments, but the reality of what the woman had said washed over him soon enough. And when it did, his stomach clenched uncomfortably, making him feel nauseous. And he was initially at a loss for words. When he was finally able to speak, it took him an enormous amount of effort to choke out words with his tied tongue. And they tumbled out of his mouth in a nervous stutter. But break up, he repeated. When Liliana nodded, biting down nervously on her lower lip, he exclaimed, "You you can't be serious. Look, Joey, it's it's not you. All right, it's me." Joey let out a humorous laugh despite himself. <laughs> "Do not give me the it's not you, it's me excuse. Lil, just don't." But Joey, "It's it's true." Liliana insisted. "I'm I'm sorry." where is this coming from all of a sudden joey pushed himself to his feet his heart racing why it's been coming for a while now liliana admitted guiltily one thing didn't just bring this on it's just i guess you losing your job six months ago really started to wake me up to a few uncomfortable realities and you you still haven't found a new one and so it is me joey interrupted it is my fault He stumbled backward into their wooden bureau and grabbed onto it for support in order to steady himself. He felt lightheaded all of a sudden, and it felt as though the room were spinning. No, Joey, listen. Liliana stood up and placed her hands on both of his shoulders. Taking a deep breath, she stared into his blue eyes before continuing. It's not your fault that you lost your job, and I can't begrudge you for using your newfound empty schedule to try and get your writing career off the ground after you were fired. I really can't. I know it's your dream, and I firmly believe that everybody should follow their dreams. But my dream isn't to support you while you're trying to figure out how to achieve yours. I know that sounds harsh," she admitted, noticing the man wince as though he'd been slapped in the face as the words spilled out of her mouth. But with my promotion, it's just… well, I want more in my life. I mean, I finally have my dream job. I was kind of hoping to put all the extra money I'll be making now into traveling and seeing the world, not towards paying the bills my fiancé's struggling to pay. You understand that, don't you? She asked gently. But I love you. The way Joey said it suggested that this mere fact was all that counted and settled the ridiculous matter but when he leaned in to kiss her, Liliana turned her head at the last second, so that his lips grazed her cheek. I know you do, she replied, taking a few steps back from him. I do, but she sighed deeply as she gave a small shrug. I guess somewhere along the line, I just, I fell out of love with you. I'm sorry. Joey's knees buckled at the words and he leaned farther into the bureau for support as he stared at the woman. But we're getting married next year. Liliana shook her head. We're not, she said firmly. I, I can't. She slid her engagement ring off of her finger and placed it gently on the bureau beside the spot where Joey rested his hand. I don't want either of us to waste the prime years of our lives in a marriage that should never have happened in the first place. That wouldn't be fair to either of us. Why shouldn't it happen, Joey demanded, irate now, as he stamped his foot in frustration like a petulant child. Give me one good reason. I already did, Liliana yelled, noticing tears beginning to well up in the eyes of the man standing across from her, which made hot, discouraged tears of her own begin to roll down her cheeks. But if you want more, how about the fact that we have nothing in common anymore? At the words, Joey flashed back to Christmas Eve 10 years prior, when another girl said something similar to him in a very different but just as hurtful context. He swayed on the spot as his now-former fiancé continued. Some evenings, I just want to cuddle on the couch with a bottle of wine and watch a Nicholas Sparks movie, but most of the time, I'm sitting next to you in silence watching as you play video games. I don't play them that often. Or as you're watching hours of breaking news on MSNBC. Well, excuse me for wanting to stay informed about what's happening in our country and around the world, Joey snapped defensively. And if I have to sit through one more comic book movie, I swear to God, wow, you had all of these ready to go, didn't you? I'm sorry, Liliana yelled, for what felt like the thousandth time that day. I'm just trying to make you understand. Noticing how pitiful Joey's look of desperation was, she sighed deeply and forced calm into her voice as she wiped tears from her eyes. We just, we don't like the same things anymore, and that's okay. Okay. But I don't think that makes for the best marriage. Do you understand? Joey nodded solemnly. He truly did. Closing his eyes, he did his best to regain his composure, and his mind raced in a million different directions. Okay, okay. He took a deep, shuddering breath in an attempt to calm his quivering body. Can you at least come home with me for Christmas? Put on a brave face for my family? It's just, they're expecting you, and... I understand that, Joey. I really do, Liliana interrupted, but I can't. I can't fake being happy with your family for two weeks, constantly talking about plans for a wedding that's never going to happen. Plus, we both know that you're the hopeless romantic type. If I fly home with you, you're going to get it into your head that you can change my mind about breaking up with you, but I promise you that you will not be able to, and that will crush you all over again. My mind's already made up. Besides... Liliana raised her voice slightly to forestall Joey from arguing with her when he opened his mouth to do so. It would be nice for me to be able to actually enjoy Christmas and celebrate my promotion with my family, you know? As much as he hated to admit it, Joey knew that she was right. So with a nod of his head he mumbled, "I know. I'm I'm sorry, Liliana insisted yet again. I really am. Don't be. Joey interrupted, waving her apology aside. It's my fault. It takes two to- Lil, just don't, okay? He stared at her across the room, silently pleading with her. Liliana eyed him closely for a moment before nodding curtly. Okay, okay. She exhaled softly as she stared around the room. I'll leave you alone. Let you finish packing. Don't worry. I'm already done. Joey pulled the retractable handle with which to drag his suitcase from the top of it with one hand, and pocketed the engagement ring Liliana had placed beside him with his other hand, shaking as he did so. Liliana bit down on her lower lip as she watched the action, but met the man's eyes unflinchingly when he stared at her again. Joey was determined to commit her appearance to memory one last time. Who knew if he'd ever see the woman again? As he eyed her closely, he realized that for the first time in a long time, she looked weightless, as though breaking up with him had lifted some long, carried, heavy burden from her shoulders. Gritting his teeth, he said, When I get back in town, I'll start looking for a new place, all right? I'll get out of your hair as soon as I can. I can stay at a hotel in the meantime. I can stay with a friend, Liliana insisted. You don't have the money. I'll manage. Joey's voice was firm. I'd hate for you to have to support me one second longer. Okay, Liliana cleared her throat so her voice didn't sound so hoarse before saying, at least let me give you a ride to the airport. I can, I'll call an Uber. Thanks though. And without another word, Joey dragged his suitcase past the woman and out of the bedroom, hurrying as fast as he could down the hall in an attempt to escape the apartment before his ex fiancee could say anything more to him. He wasn't fast enough, however, because he was still 10 feet from the front door when Liliana called after him. Joey? Stopping in his tracks, Joey reluctantly turned to face her one last time and felt somewhat satisfied to see that she looked lost for the first time since arriving home that afternoon, in addition to sufficiently guilty. It's just, well, have a Merry Christmas, all right? Joey gave a curt nod. You too. Congratulations again on your promotion. Then he turned on his heel and hurried out of the apartment into the hot, humid, muggy Los Angeles air. Though his flight to New York was still six hours away, Joey had nowhere else to go to kill time. So he decided to call an Uber and head on over to the airport much earlier than he needed to. For the duration of the entire hour long ride, he sat silently in the back seat of the car, absent mindedly twirling Liliana's engagement ring in his hand as he mulled over what had transpired between them. Since the moment they had met, she had been one of his best friends, and he had no clue what he would do without her in his life going forward. There was absolutely no way they could remain friends now, not after things had ended between them. It wasn't until Joey exited the Uber and watched the car pull away from the curb, however, that he was left dragging his suitcase to LAX that a new, horribly embarrassing reality hit him full on in the face. In addition to telling his parents that he had been out of work for nearly half a year, he would also have to break the news to them that his fiance, whom they adored, had left him. And because of both those facts combined, he would probably need to swallow whatever pride he had left and ask if he could borrow money from them in order to move into a place of his own and get by until he found a new job. What a cheery Christmas Eve it would be for him. With a deep sigh, Joey made his way over to the long winding line for security, realizing that for the first time in his entire life, he wasn't looking forward to Christmas at all and he couldn't help but wonder if the holidays would now be tainted for him going forward forevermore.
0: Wasn't Julia great? I could listen to her speak all day so thanks julia for helping me out and doing a chapter of my book and thanks to all of you listeners for taking the time to listen to this installment of another christmas story if you want to leave us feedback or just discuss all of the movies and television shows we cover on this podcast in our monday proper episodes visit us on social media at all of the aforementioned websites that julia listed off earlier before she read the chapter We want you to join in the discussion. Our Facebook group in particular is pretty active. It's an awesome community full of some of the nicest people you will ever meet. And we've truly become a family. And not only can you interact with other Christmas lovers there, or me, Julia, and Tom, but most of the other Christmas podcast hosts that you know and love are there as well and active as well and not just about christmas either despite the fact that's our main purpose there's lots of pop culture talk in our facebook group and other holiday talk too and an ample amount of love for the burr months that we all love and the other burr holidays like halloween and thanksgiving so check it out it's a great place to keep the holiday spirit alive all year long and if you love the show and want to help us out in a free way please consider not only sharing our social media pages, but consider leaving us a review on iTunes as well. Every iTunes review will not only get you a free TUSA podcast sticker, it will help new listeners to find us and help us spread the Christmas cheer 365 days a year. So Monday, in the show proper, you'll find our episode on serendipity in your feeds, which is a fun discussion. And starting the week after, though really, for me, Tom, and Julia, this upcoming Tuesday... When we record we kick off tv month and by month we mean more like six weeks of covering tv specials which is exciting it's especially exciting for julia who is looking forward to a break from our movie list but we're starting it off with two christmas episodes that detail the story of a wealthy family who lost everything and the one son who has no choice but to keep them all together that's right we'll be covering the hilariously quirky arrested development before that episode drops however between that and serendipity another installment of another christmas story will drop in your feeds thursday of next week this one read to you by our very own tom which is exciting and in it you'll meet another new character and be introduced to another thread of the story so i'll be curious to see what you think Also, just a side note, if you are enjoying the story, please consider sharing it on your social media pages to get it in front of more people. Not only did I put a lot of effort into writing it, and not only do we have a lot of talented people helping to bring it to life over the course of this year, but I'm also trying to get it published as well, and to do so, I need to get it in front of the widest possible audience on the internet it's how the martian was picked up and published It's how 50 shades of gray was picked up and published as well i think a bunch of modern books have started this way from what i read so i would really appreciate your help there so do your homework and watch serendipity in advance of monday's episode and with that i'll leave you all here and throw it back to julia to drop a bit of good news for you guys before we end the episode completely so julia take it away
1: it may not sound like good news, but it is only 317 days until Christmas. I'll be here before we know it. Yeah.